News Talk 1070 KHMO presents On the Mark with Mark Hespin. News Talk 1070 KHMO presents On the Mark with Mark Hespin. On the Mark is powered by Cunis Country Honda Hyundai, your number one Honda and Hyundai dealer in the tri-state area at 221 North 36th Street, Quincy. Faith, family, and giving back. That's Cunis Country. And now, here's Mark Hespin. Good morning, Tri-States, and wherever you may be listening on the News Talk 1070 KHMO app or joining us on Facebook Live. Just search On The Mark KHMO on Facebook. This is On The Mark. I am Mark Hespin. It is episode 98 of On The Mark. Uh, and, of course, we are brought to you by Cunis Honda Hyundai, your number one Honda and Hyundai dealer in the Tri-State area, 221 North 36th Street in Quincy. Faith, family, giving back. That's Cunis Country. Tell them. Mark Sencha, welcome on into the show. Thank you so much for making us a part of your busy Saturday morning. It is a stunningly beautiful day here in downtown Hannibal this morning, I should say. Uh, it's going to be a gorgeous day. It was fantastic. Last night, out of Blues in the District in Quincy, I get to go to KFC Barbecue tonight uh, in Quincy uh, with uh, my sister station, Kick FM. So very, very excited about that. But we have a lot to get to today before we get into all that. Um, as we look ahead to what is on tap for the show this hour during today in episode 98, um, we're going to talk Field of Dreams game, how the MLB can build off the success, what we learned from uh, from that event and what worked, maybe what didn't work. Um, we're going to be talking about the top five storylines that as of this morning, I'm really intrigued to see how they play out this NFL season, obviously some Aaron Rodgers drama, uh, the Dak Prescott shoulder injury. Uh, we'll talk those uh, certainly make the top five of the storylines I'm looking for. And then to wrap up the show, really interesting words we're getting out of the Big Ten, the ACC, and the Pac-12 about some sort of alliance in wake of Texas and Oklahoma's move to the SEC. So we'll get to all that. But first, we'll start with Hesman headline number one. And we're talking preseason football, baby. Hespin's headlines on the mark. So if you would have talked to me even, oh, a year ago, I would have said, you know what, I'm one of these guys, just get do away with the preseason. Who cares of the preseason? Just get, we just get to the games. You know, in college football, they don't get a preseason. In high school football, you don't get a preseason. You just go. And you figure it out on the fly. Do some of the scrimmages, the inner scrimmage practices, and then move on from it. But my tune has changed on that. And I think a lot of it is because of the fact that we went from four preseason games to three. And I do eventually think the preseason will get down to two games uh, or even one game, but with more inner squad practices like we saw from the Dolphins and the Bears this week. And uh, those will eventually get televised. It will get a way a way to view some of the practices more. Uh, and I'm okay with all that. But I but I am starting to think the importance of the preseason, at least two games. I like the three games, is meaningful. And here's why: it really doesn't necessarily affect the Aaron Rodgerses, the Tom Brady's. Uh, the elite of the elite in the NFL. The guys, the the Quentin Nelsons. Oh, you know, he's got his foot surgery. He's missing preseason. Boo-hoo. He's the best offensive lineman in the NFL. When he comes back healthy, he'll be the best offensive lineman in the NFL. He doesn't need the preseason to work on destroying guys on a pull 
you know, from the left guard position. He doesn't need to work on that. He's he's got it. He's dominant. But what we as fans need to embrace is the best thing about the preseason is what it does for the young guys. It gives them this opportunity. And we as fans need to, you know, have this preseason to spin it the way we want, right? Because all off season long, when you're when the season ended, from let's just take I'll use myself as an example, as a Bears fan, season ends, all the questions in the world, right? You made the playoffs, but Mitchell Trubisky looked bad in the playoffs. So then all you know, off season long, I'm talking to my buddies. Well, what do you think about this? Then they make Andy Dalton move, and it's like, oh, what do you think about this? And then you get the draft, and you're like, oh, what do you think about this? And it's that constant talking yourself in and out of things. If for a Chiefs fan, for example, you get to the Super Bowl, you have really high hopes going into the Super Bowl, you're going to be back-to-back Super Bowl champs. Your offensive line falls apart, and your team looks nothing like it did all season. Your MVP quarterback, your, uh, the guy who we're already casting Hall of Fame votes for, he looks terrible in the, in the Super Bowl, uh, doesn't have the protection on the offensive line. And here you are. So all I'll say just said, we need to fix that offensive line. You get that offensive line help. You re-sign some guys. You want to make sure everyone's healthy. You, you add some pieces in the draft. You're building all, you're building all, you're building. And it's all this, you know, kind of waiting. And now, and now you're saying to yourself, Oh, well, what do we do with these guys? Should we play Patrick Mahomes in the preseason? Should we not? And that's what it's so great about the preseason for fan bases. Let me, for example, Mac Jones played on Thursday night. The rookie quarterback for the New England Patriots, right? And if we didn't have a preseason, we wouldn't get all these storylines from Mac Jones. I wouldn't get to see Mac Jones play to have an opinion on Mac Jones, whether I'm a fan of the team or just as a guy who likes to analyze and talk NFL football. And so I can take a couple different things from Mac Jones' performance. The numbers bear it out. I watched every one of his throws. 13 of 19, 87 yards, 4.6 yards of completion. Now, you can look at that numbers and say, eh, it's not great. Didn't throw a touchdown, didn't throw an interception, though. So that's really good. And then if you watch the film, you'll say, okay, well, it kind of looked like how I expected Mac Jones to look in a Patriots offense. A lot of underneath, a lot of checkdowns, accurate throws, very, very, very much in control, taking what the defense gives you. Did not see Mac Jones make a play like we saw Felipe Franks, the rookie quarterback for Atlanta, make last night, where he stiff-arms a guy, runs for a first down, has 74 yards rushing. You're like, holy smokes. Did Atlanta find a steal in the draft here with this kid? All the athleticism in the world. And it seems to translate actually pretty good to what they were doing in Atlanta. But what we saw from Mac Jones was kind of like it looked like Tom Brady from two years ago. Underneath, take what the defense gives you, accurate throwing, methodical, moving down the field, not really pushing the ball deep, and uh, and, uh, and 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 very immobile. So you can take a couple things from that. You can say as a Patriots fan, well, this is exactly what we wanted, right? Let Belichick's defense go to work. He's got plenty of weapons. We just need Mac Jones to be what Tom Brady was the last couple years in New England, or accurate distributor of the football, running the offense efficiently, and making sure guys are in the right position to take what the defense gives you methodical 10, 12, 13 play drives and uh, scoring, control the ball, control the game, control the clock, control the tempo. That's Patriot football. So you could say to yourself that, or or as a fan, you could say, well, wait a minute. I, I watched Justin Herbert last year, 
and, and I'm about to watch Trey Lance and, and Justin Fields and Trevor Lawrence today who are going to be big and mobile and fast to make a play with their feet. And they're going to push the ball deep downfield, throw a couple bombs and try to get, you know, three play drives that end up in a touchdown as opposed to a 13 play drive that ends up in a touchdown. And maybe you could say, well, the NFL is kind of leaning more towards those guys, right? I mean, you watched Brady with the Super Bowl last year. They had an extremely explosive offense where you could easily get cheap touchdown drives. Yeah, you don't control the clock, but sometimes just putting up another score really quick on a defense is even better than keeping the ball out of the other offense's hands. You know, Patrick Mahomes is the king of three-play touchdown drives. 15 yards to Kelsey, 16-yard run uh, by Edwards Hilaire. He finds a seam, and then all of a sudden a deep bomb to Tyree Kill, and and three-play drive touchdown on the board, another seven points for the Chiefs. And then the other offense is looking at it like, well, wait a minute, we got we to gotta go back out there now and try, <laughs> try and score again? So you have all these storylines you can start creating in your head as a fan of these teams. And that leads me to the other the other point. You know, you had the Chargers today saying Justin Herbert's not going to play all preseason. So as a fan, then of the Chargers, I could say a couple different things. I could say, oh, well, this is great. This is exactly what I want. Don't, why bother? Justin Herbert doesn't need the preseason. He was amazing last year. Well, the most important thing that Justin Herbert is healthy. On the other side, as a fan, I could be like, well, I, you know, we saw the other teams do that in the past. It doesn't necessarily work out for them. Show a little rusty, and you know we can't afford to start zero and one or zero and two in this division when we're trying to keep up with Mahomes. We need our guys, our offense, to be clicking right away. You know, it's a it's a new head coach. Never really seen his offense. New st- new staff. I know a lot of the same pieces, but you know, kind of want to see Justin Herbert actually work in this. So you have all these other different storylines. And then as a Bears fan today, I get to at noon watch Justin Fields. And, and and no matter what happens, I can convince myself either way that it's a good thing. If Justin Fields lights the world up, like the reports in practice where he was the other day against the Dolphins, oh my gosh, it's such a win. I can sit here and be like, oh, he's going to be amazing. The Bears got the steal of the draft. This is this is brilliant. The, the, the Super Bowl, here we come. And if he stinks, I could be, oh, it's the preseason. They don't have all the uh, install yet. COVID, he's young. You know, of course, he's not starting. We got Andy Dalton to start and he's Justin Fields in. So th- the preseason, I guess what I'm trying to say here, and I, I want to bring back to this point is the preseason gives us all of this as fans. And I think the NFL sees the value in that. We can sit here and just write off the preseason and go, Whatever, start the games, who cares, blah, blah, blah. And it always is a huge bummer when you see a big-name player, whether it's an offensive star, a defensive star, whatever it may be, a quarterback, middle linebacker, get injured in a preseason game where we go, "Ah, God, that just sucks. That just sucks so bad. And it does. It totally does. But I think the NFL and the hype around all these different storylines – and we'll talk about them a little bit later on in the show. What storylines you actually can look for today alone in the preseason is the value of the preseason. Now, I do think eventually, you know, we have a 17-game season this year. So instead of four preseason games and 16 games, they win 17 regular season games and 13 preseason. I do eventually think by 2030, when the new CBA kicks in, we will have an 18-game regular season and two preseason games. 
And I and I think that that's something that we all should just be on the lookout for. And I don't think we should be clamoring to totally get rid of those two preseason games. It gives the young guys opportunities to get tape. It gives them the opportunity to be seen. And it gives us as fans all the opportunity to continue this speculation. And this speculation, the reports of, 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 of what Mac Jones was and all those clips going viral or Felipe Franks, I didn't know Felipe Franks was on the Atlanta Falcons. I completely forgot that they drafted Felipe Franks. And then all of a sudden, I wake up this morning to a video of Felipe Franks tip over a guy and run it for 15 yards on the field. I go, wait a minute. This kid's got it. This kid's game kind of translates maybe to the NFL. There's all of that that's such a, such a total win for the NFL. The total win. So, and for fans, it's a win for us. As I just said, you can convince yourself of anything. It's the preseason. It's fun. All right, um, coming on up, we had a real game on Thursday night, uh, and it was one of those things that I thought to myself, yeah, I'll probably watch a minute or two of it, and then I was glued to my TV, and not because I'm a fan of the White Sox or the Yankees. We'll talk about Field of Dreams coming on up. You're listening on the Mark News Talk 1070 KHMO and the KHMO app, brought to you by Cunis Honda Hyundai, your number one Honda and Hyundai dealer in the tri-state area, 221 North 36th Street in Quincy, Faith, Family giving back. That's Cunis Country. Don't go anywhere. We're live and local on Amer- in America's hometown of Hannibal. It's on the market. News Talk 1070 KHMO. Cunis Honda is the youth opening weekend of Hickman's IGA in Perry, Missouri. Enjoy 32-ounce fountain Pepsi products for only 99 cents, plus other specials throughout the store. Register to win prizes, including a Dr. Pepper Papa Shot and other prizes. Some great food as well. The grand reopening celebration begins Saturday morning at 10 at Hickman's IGA, your hometown proud supermarket. Open Monday through Saturday 8 to 8, Sunday 8 to 6. Visit them online at hickmansiga.com or find them on Facebook. Hometown News Talk 1070. KHMO. Welcome on back to On the Mark here on News Talk 1070 KHMO and the KHMO app and on Facebook Live. Just search On the Mark KHMO on Facebook. Brought to you by Cunis Honda Hyundai. You got to ask them about their complimentary lifetime powertrain warranty on new and used vehicles. The no fear warranty on the used vehicles. I'm telling you, it is incredible what they're doing. And it's because they have the faith in their service department and the checks that get, they go through. Check them on out. You will not regret it. If you're in the market for a new vehicle and you don't check out Cunis Honda Hyundai at 221 North 36th Street in Quincy, you're just doing yourself a disservice. Faith, family, giving back. That's Cunis Country. Tell them Mark sent you. All right, welcome on back to the show. Uh, we switch gears now away from football. Don't worry, we're going to get back to football uh, with our uh, five storylines to watch for and a little bit of uh, uh, preseason stuff to look for today. But I got to address MLB and the home run that they hit on Thursday night. Hespin's headlines on the mark. Hespin headline number two is, of course, the Field of Dreams game was an absolute grand slam. It was uh, a brilliant from start to finish. The emotion of Kevin Costner and the movie and, and the setting. Uh, uh, Dyersville, Iowa put on a hell of a show. It was gorgeous. It was picture perfect. There were uh, drone shots upon drone shots. I had never had so much fun looking at nothing in my whole life. You know, normally what you love about watching a baseball game is, you know, think about, you know, in Pittsburgh and you get to see the skyline in the back and the and the river or, or you, you know, you watch a game in Fenway and they kind of fade up and you see the iconic Sitco sign and you see downtown Boston and the in the background or, or think about when you're watching a, a game at Bush stadium and then they, they kind of zoom out and there's the arch 
and the Mississippi River, and it's oh, it's just beautiful. And then Wrigley Field and the the sun setting uh, in the west, and then they, they they pan back up from the scoreboard, and there's downtown Chicago, just a mile south. And like, gosh, dang, that's a beautiful city. But what we've learned about baseball from the Field of Dreams game is that game would have been a high rating. And just as amazing, and we'd all be raving about just as much, even if the Yankees had won one nothing, or the White Sox had won 10 nothing. It necessarily wasn't about the action. Now, the fact that the Yankees had this incredible comeback, and you had the huge names of Giancarlo Stanton and Aaron Judge hitting home runs to each of them, a two-run home run, to give the Yankees a lead in the ninth against the White Sox all-star closer, and then the White Sox, Tim Anderson, who's one of the faces of the youth movement of baseball, of making baseball fun. The shortstop hits the hits the two-run bomb to win it for the White Sox, the walk-off fashion, the fireworks, uh, nighttime in Dyersville in the corn. I mean, you couldn't have written it any better. It was absolutely gorgeous. So let's try to build off this. If we're the MLB, how do we build off this? How do we capture this mega rating that they got for this for this uh, primetime game, and how do you build off of it? Well, I think there's two things immediately that the MLB has to do. The MLB has to start planning out some really, really great rivalries and some really, really ideal matchups and trying to put them in this setting. I think the MLB we should do from here on in at least one, probably two, no more than two, in my opinion, games a year, at the Field of Dreams Stadium. And you have got to be really good about what you do with matchups. Immediately, someone said to me, oh, okay, well, you, you should do Cubs versus Cards. I completely agree. I think also think you could do something like Cubs versus White Sox. I mean, and then you have you have the Red Sox and Yankees or the, the uh, Dodgers and Red Sox there. Take some of the iconic brands, take the bigger brands, let them have their chances to walk through the corn with the faces. I don't know if you do the Cubs now next year because they just don't have the names anymore and the faces. Um, but there's there's opportunities in that way. I absolutely think you should have one or two games there a year. You've already built this stadium. It's great economy. It won't ever – the number will always get lower and lower and lower. But it feels like an event. You can always sell it, and it'll be something that is just uh, – is a uh, – a marker, a monument, a moment for the MLB. And they should do it on nights where then there's no other MLB games happening. Give everyone else the night off or do some day games and then only that's the only thing you're competing against. Yeah, they had to compete against some preseason football. So do it maybe earlier in the year and then a little bit earlier in the summer so you're not competing against the Olympics, you're not competing against um, uh, NBA playoffs, and you're not competing against NFL preseason games, and you'll get a big number with it. If you pick the right brands and the right stars at the right moments, uh, you know. imagine getting Shohei Otani next year uh, in the Field of Dreams. The other thing I heard that was thrown out, and I can't remember who it was, but it was not my idea, but you start to hear about what other baseball movies can you rebuild the set somewhere? Can you do something like that? Can we get them to build the Sandlot set in a suburban neighborhood. How amazing would that be? Could they do something like that? Uh, you know, can you recreate somewhere a, uh, you know, a backyard baseball from the video game set somewhere? Can you give us that? Can you just get Major League Baseball players playing 
than in picturesque settings. Because I think that's the other thing that was a real win for this. Was it felt good that we were doing something in Iowa for Iowa that doesn't have a professional sports team. They don't have an NFL team. They don't have an MLB team. They don't have an NHL team. They don't have an NBA team. So you win somewhere that really could use it, and they could build around it. And then they have, as the state of Iowa, a cool baseball park. They're going to host a bunch of minor league games in. you got to do some College World Series games there. And the MLB can own it, make money off it, and they've built, they've invested there. So what other settings? Because I think part of it was it just was so cool to watch these baseballs flying into the night air and seeing the heartland of America. Like it was such a connection of baseball to America, and 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 they didn't park a Chevy truck out there. Don't do it. I I don't care. Chevy wants to pay you a, a half a billion dollars. Don't park a Chevy truck out there. Park one at the entrance. Fine. But let that setting, that picturesque, that baseball flying into the night air. Not a city light for miles around. Just corn, just heartland, just America. That was such a win. So what else can they do? I have a couple suggestions. I think you should build a baseball park in in Alaska. Go to Alaska. Build a baseball park in Hawaii on the beach. And do that. Give states that don't have stuff like this Build one in Montana or South Dakota, the Black Hills. Go to Maine. Go up to Maine and build something along the shoreline in Maine. And give us some sort of these unique picturesque settings. Kind of like what the NHL does with their outdoor games. But just build some stadiums. Clearly, for the MLB, it was not a huge expense to build this type of stadium. 4,000, 5,000 seats. In these settings that are picturesque, that are unique, and that don't get this type of stuff. Give me something down in the bayou in Louisiana, outside of New Orleans. Give me something like that. Go to the go near the Grand Canyon and build me a baseball park over there. Get, get creative with it. Baseball doesn't translate to doing a game in London that well. It just doesn't. The NFL's done a great job, a brilliant job. Building these stadiums and using these places internationally, and it feels like an event. Because a football game is an event. You only get 17. Everything matters. Even if the setting isn't great, it's still a football game that has a ton on the line. Baseball, you're one of 162 games. That loss for the Yankees, unless they let it spiral out of control for them, doesn't matter. That win for the White Sox feels a lot like the start of their championship DVD, right? Feels like if the White Sox go on to win the World Series, the G- the championship DVD starts with Tim Anderson, bomb, into the night sky in Dyersville, Iowa. Fireworks, 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 fireworks. This is beautiful. So for the MLB, get creative. We've been begging the MLB. I have been begging the MLB for two years on this show to get creative, to think outside of the box, to expand their game, to try to compete with the NFL and the NBA and not lose so much ground. They're no longer, it's no longer America's most popular sport. It's still America's pastime. So connect to America. How many times do I get to see Fenway and Yankee Stadium and, and Wrigley and Bush and, and, and Dodger Stadium? And, and they're all great. It is beautiful and it's fun to watch, but give us something different. I'll tune in. I'll keep tuning into Dyersville, Iowa games. 
I will tune in to watch the, you know, Tampa Bay take on Boston in Maine. I will tune in to watch the Rockies play the Cardinals in Montana or in Utah or in South Dakota in the, at the foot of the Black Hills. You build a stadium just in the middle of nowhere, small town. And, and, and build a couple of hotels that can help the small towns. You're helping small towns in America. You're then giving college colleges more locations to use for a, a ex, exhibition series of games. You're giving little league, you know, little league world series games. You move the fence in, whatever you got to do. Have some fun with it. Connect to the Heartland America. That was just as much of a win as the fact that you had an incredible ending to this game. And then make them events. Schedule them smart to where you have nothing but day baseball games. And then boom, prime time Thursday night, not competing against the NFL, not competing against the NBA. You get to watch Angels and Shohei Otani versus uh, Aaron Judge and the Yankees playing a game in the in, on the beaches of Hawaii on Thursday night. But, you know, in the middle of the day in Hawaii. That'd be amazing. I, of course you'd watch that. So build off that success, MLB. Find the things that make you unique. Amer- it is America's pastime. Connect to America. Build these baseball stadiums in small towns. You know, and, and, and give them the opportunity to have some revenue and have an event once or twice a year. You're listening to the Mark News Talk 1070 KHMO brought to you by Cunis Honda Hyundai. When we come back... I'm going to give you the top five storylines that I am looking forward to heading into the NFL season. And the Bears are only one of them. So I got a lot, I got a lot of different things I'm, that I'm very much looking forward to. You're listening to the Mark live and local in America's hometown and downtown Hannibal. It's News Talk 1070 KHMO. Take us anywhere. Hometown News Talk 1070 KHMO and the free KHMO mobile app for your smartphone. Every two minutes, a child becomes a victim of sex trafficking in the U.S. It's happening right now. Don't change the channel. Don't cover your kids' ears, no matter how much you want to ignore it. Child trafficking is real. In fact, it's happening in your town. And you know what our greatest weapon against child trafficking is? It's our children. It's time to act with PACT. That's Partners Against Child Trafficking. PACT works to teach students to identify the warning signs of child trafficking so they can help other vulnerable kids around them. PACT student ambassadors receive in-depth training on the issue and design a project to raise awareness, reduce victimization, and disrupt demand. Any student around the world can sign up for PACT's online training program and learn how to stop child trafficking. Go to PACT.city to sign up for the one-hour course today. With PACT, we declare not one more victim. Hi, I'm Megan Hoffer, and welcome to Heartbeat. A friend of mine's grandmother passed away recently, and sadly, in one of the last conversations she had with her, she stated that she just hoped she'd been good enough to get into heaven. What does good enough even look like? The comedian Mike Atkinson once said, If you can get through the day without coffee, if you can always be cheerful, if you can resist complaining, if you have no prejudice whatsoever, well, my friend, then you're almost as good as your dog. 
In Mark chapter 7, Jesus talks about what's inside a person's heart that makes them clean or unclean, not outward performance. As a new creation in Christ, our behavior should transform because we are allowing the Holy Spirit to shape our minds to be more like Jesus. No one is simply good enough to not need His undeserved grace. Heartbeat is brought to you by the Salvation Army. During difficult times, young military families feel the impact. When a military spouse is unemployed, the whole family struggles. The Armed Services YMCA answers the call and provides food assistance to ensure military children have plenty to eat and childcare that enables military spouses to work. Now more than ever, we need your help to provide emergency relief to military families. Help now at helpymca.org. Reports say you should wait until opening weekend of Hickman's IGA in Perry, Missouri. Enjoy 32-ounce fountain Pepsi products for only 99 cents, plus other specials throughout the store. Register to win prizes, including a Dr. Pepper Papa Shot and other prizes. Some great food as well. The grand reopening celebration begins Saturday morning at 10 at Hickman's IGA, your hometown proud supermarket. Open Monday through Saturday, 8 to 8, Sunday, 8 to 6. Visit them online at hickmansiga.com or find them on Facebook. Weather brought to you by Will- With daytime highs approaching 81. Winds out of the northeast, 5 to 10 miles per hour. Lows around 59 tonight, mainly clear skies. Highs level off around 80 tomorrow, mainly clear skies and quiet. Daytime highs approaching 80 Monday under mainly sunny skies. 85 Tuesday, right now 73. Welcome on back to On the Mark here on News Talk 1070 KHMO and the KHMO app. We are brought to you by Cunis Honda Hyundai, your number one Honda and Hyundai dealer in the tri-state area. And they have over 3,000 new and used vehicles to choose from. That's what makes Cunis Honda Hyundai at 221 North 36th Street so special in Quincy. And they, they know they don't have 3,000 new and used vehicles on their lot. That would be the like the largest car lot in the, in the state of Illinois. They have a network of dealers, though, across the state of Illinois and into Wisconsin to where if you find the vehicle you like shopping online at CunisQuincy.com, well, they can get the vehicle to the dealerships within 24 hours. They get it on a truck, get it shipped there ASAP for you to test drive it. So go online, find your vehicle, they bring it to the dealership. That's what I did with my truck. Cut it down there the next day, test drive it, bada bing, bada boom, worked. They made a deal for me, a guy with not great credit, student loans, all this stuff, made it happen. So it really is uh, such a unique buying experience. And and trust me when I say being part of the Cunis family is the best decision I made in uh, my two and a half years of living in the Tri-States. Welcome on back to the show. Uh, we are going to move back to football. And I, I think I told you guys this. Next week's show is going to be the prediction show. I'm going to give you what I think the records. I've done this now third year in a row. Uh, I've been over 50% uh, correct on who uh, the playoff teams. I feel very good about that, being able to predict who's going to make the playoffs, who's not going to make the playoffs. Um, I will give you things, you know, I won't take into account injuries. If everyone stays healthy for the most part, the main people, quarterbacks, you know, key players, what I think these, each team is going to end up with, who's going to be in the playoffs, who's not. That's next week's show. That's going to be like the whole show. I'll spend, you know, 20 minutes on the AFC, 20 minutes on the NFC, and then to wrap up, I'll give you a, a couple minutes prediction on maybe who I think MVP candidates, uh, coach of the year type of stuff like that. Uh, and maybe what I, how I envision if, it, you know, I'll give you who I think is going to be the one seed, the two seed, the three seed in each conference and kind of break it on down. So uh, that's next week's show, and we do it next week 
because then I have a week or two to watch the final preseason games, and if there's a devastating injury, knock on wood, we don't want that. But if there is, then we can make some amendments and we go from there. And then you guys can hold me to it, and it's a lot of fun. But these are the top five storylines that I'm looking forward to the most going into the NFL season. And like I was saying to the Facebook Live audience uh, during the commercial break, which is why one of the reasons why you should tune in on Facebook Live, search on the Mark KHMO on Facebook, is that I give uh, you know some more thoughts uh, during the commercial breaks to the Facebook Live audience. But one of the things I said is these are all things that could lead my show. These are things that could lead ESPN. You know, I could sit here and do two or three storylines for each team. You know, I can't wait to see how the the running back field for the Jacksonville Jaguars is going to shake out with Robinson and now Travis Etienne. But does that really, you know, is that going to ever lead my show? No, it's not. Of course not. These are five things, though, that could really lead the show and uh, and I think are going to be really big things to watch for uh, throughout the season. So number five is the leash, the leash debate for Andy Dalton. And Jimmy Garoppolo. I think it's it's no shock and no surprise to anyone that we're hearing great reports out of training camp of how wow and playmaking that uh, the abilities are for Trey Lance and Justin Fields. And I think part of that is because they're being compared every day to Jimmy, Jimmy G, who's been injury prone and is not an explosive athlete, very good mobile in the pocket, his very good pocket awareness, and can certainly scramble for first downs. But Trey Lance is a physical freak. And so it's not shocking that you're getting the reports out of the San Francisco 49ers camp that you're like, wow, you're getting some jaw-dropping plays from Trey Lance. Good and bad. But that also Jimmy G just looked very efficient, very good, and you know, you know what you get from Jimmy G. Same thing in Bears training camp. I mean, you're comparing Justin Fields, who's a physical freak. See all the pictures, the highlights out of camp, versus lumbering, tall, slow Nick Foles and Andy Dalton, who has a very accurate arm but not a powerful arm, and a lot like Jimmy G can get you a first down scrambling, but that's not his game at all. So it's not shocking that you're seeing those reports. So to me, the storyline is the leash. How short are the leashes? I think the leash for Andy Dalton is microscopic, and I think it's because... Not because Andy Dalton's is bad, but I think it's because what we saw, the leash was microscopic for Mitchell Trubisky last year. I think we know in the building in, in at House Hall in Chicago, Matt Nagy and, uh, and Ryan Pace, how they operate. I think Andy Dalton should watch the film from the last, uh, the start of last year. Mitchell Trubisky was 2 and 0 and then struggling in the first half in Atlanta through one bad pick and boom, he's done. So Andy Dalton's leash is, 2-0 in a bad first half, which is an extremely short lease because what if they're 0-2 and he has a and he has a bad first snap in game three? So that's that's to me fascinating. And then for the Niners, and, and we'll talk about it more later on, the NFC West race is microscopically tight. I mean, it can be won by a hair. So how short is that leash if Jimmy G struggles early? That's uh that is headline. That is what to watch for number five. Number four, Dak Prescott, the return. And if there is a return, now we're getting second MRI thoughts. Dak Prescott, he's got his money. Now he needs to perform. You know, the thing with Dak was we could always give him the benefit of the doubt that, well, you know, if He's not getting paid, so you know you need the other guys to step up and make the plays. The guys who are getting paid, the Amari Coopers, the D, the Zeke Elliotts, you know the the Jalen Smiths on defense. 
They're the guys getting paid. Well, now Dak's gotten paid, and and he's coming back from that gruesome ankle injury, and you're seeing it on hard knocks, the scars. It It was a nasty, nasty injury. But now he's dealing with what you're hearing rumblings could be like Tommy John type surgery in the shoulder, the elbow. It's second MRI. Yikes. I don't like that. So that is a mega storyline because if Dak Prescott can't play and needs to have some sort of uh, surgery on the shoulder or the arm, the NFC West then, I mean, the the NFC East then is a hundred percent open for the football team and the Giants. And 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 I mean that is I mean you watch Ben Denucci. I mean the, the Cowboys, if Dak Prescott's gonna miss real time, the Cowboys need to immediately call the Bears for Nick Foles or Andy Dalton back. I mean like ASAP immediately. Or they need to call uh the 49ers for Jimmy G for a rental for a year. Because they, they they are bad at quarterback besides Dak Prescott. So that's a that is a fascinating storyline. Number three, how do the Bucks and Brady work in year two? We all, I mean, let's think about this a year ago. We I predicted they'd be a playoff team, but a wild card team, and you know, and a lot of talent. But Brady's age and new system, I think it'd be fun to watch. But yeah, they won the Super Bowl, and they bring everyone back. And then they got better as well. So where does complacency, where does Brady's fire, where is the Bucks? are they, I mean, they are Super Bowl or bust with every snap. So how does it mesh? How does that pressure hold up? How does the health of a lot of their older players, I mean, they got some older guys. I mean, Mike Evans gets beat up routinely. Brady is old. He had knee surgery, serious knee surgery from what we heard in the offseason. Gronk, I mean, these are not young chickens. So a lot of guys got paid. A lot of guys got a ring. How do they hold up and with Bruce Arians yelling and screaming at them all year long? I think it's fascinating. The division is wide open. Uh, the NFC South with a rebuilding Carolina, a rebuilding Atlanta with a new coach, and a Saints without Drew Brees. So that's a fascinating storyline. Number two, and I think it is the the – there's a lot of great r- division races like the AFC North. I think the NFC North is going to be fascinating. But the NFC West is by far – in a way, the toughest division and the most fascinating. I mean, it is you have the Rams and Jared, and uh, and the departure of Jared Goff and the signing of Matt Stafford. That alone could make the list. This storyline, but then you have them compared to Seattle and and Russell Wilson and Arizona and the 49ers. Who wins that division? You could sit here and tell me right now, Arizona wins the division. If like your time traveler came back and said Arizona wins the division, just wait. I'd be like, all right, it's not shocking. Time traveler comes back. Seattle wins the division. Running away. Not not close. All right. That's not shocking. The Rams blow around the water. Look like real Super Bowl contenders. They win the division. That wouldn't shock me. Niners get back in form just like they were two years ago. Jimmy G plays all year. It was great. It was a great year. They 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 win the division. That wouldn't shock me. If you if a time traveler came back in time and said, hey, the, the Detroit Lions blow everyone win, win 12 games and win the division, that would shock me. But the NFC West is the one division in football where it could go Seattle, Arizona, Niners, Rams, 1, 2, 3, 4, wouldn't shock me. It could go Rams, 49ers, Seattle, Arizona, 1, 2, 3, 4, wouldn't shock me. So it's such a tight division. That is going to be fascinating to watch how it plays out. Injuries are going to be a part of it. You know it is. There's going to be an injury in that division. There is an end free division. Now, how does it all work out? The Rams are all in right now. Seattle's all in with Russell Wilson trying to make him happy. 
Arizona, Cliff Kingsbury, his job's on the line. He's all in. The Niners are all in, you know, huge contracts, a lot of guys back. It's a fascinating division. And then finally, number one, it's no shock to anyone, Green Bay, Aaron Rodgers. It's going to be the storyline all year. When Aaron gives an eye roll or when Aaron has an explosion on the sideline, if the Packers start off 3-3, three and three, if the Packers start off 6-0 and oh and Aaron Rodgers looks amazing, it's going to be, God, how stupid is Green Bay for letting him get away? If, if Jordan Love is terrible in the preseason and the Packers are 7-0 and and Aaron Rodgers is the MVP, yikes, it's going to be brutal for Green Bay and the media is going to be trash him. Or if Aaron Love, if, 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 if uh, Aaron Love, if Jordan Love looks amazing and Aaron Rodgers struggles and is 3-3, three and three, are they going to be start clamoring for Jordan Love? I mean, the Packers are going to be one bad quarter away from a possible implosion or if they're eight and one going into their bye week, it's going to be an implosion of the media starting them get keep Aaron, keep Aaron, keep. It's going to be fascinating to watch. Green Bay Packers are going to be uh, an absolute, you know, science experiment on how the building and the and the relationships and the eye rolls and Aaron is so dramatic, and you can already tell they're they're all speaking off the cuff and from the heart. So I can't wait for it. It's going to be fasting. You listen on the Mark News Talk 1070 KHMO, KHMO app. When we come back, interesting news out of the Pac-12, Big Ten, and ACC. Uh, we'll also break down really quickly the, the preseason schedule today and, and some of the main things to look for and why you should tune into some of these games. Don't go anywhere. Live and local in America's hometown on News Talk 1070 KHMO. It's on the mark. Cunis Honda is the used car opening weekend of Hickman's IGA in Perry, Missouri. Enjoy 32-ounce fountain Pepsi products for only 99 cents, plus other specials throughout the store. Register to win prizes, including a Dr. Pepper Papa Shot and other prizes. Some great food as well. The grand reopening celebration begins Saturday morning at 10 at Hickman's IGA, your hometown proud supermarket. Open Monday through Saturday, 8 to 8, Sunday, 8 to 6. Visit them online at hickmansiga.com or find them on Facebook. KH. KHMO and the KHMO mobile app. Welcome on back to On the Mark here on News Talk 1070 KHMO and the KHMO app. On the Mark is brought to you by Cunis Honda Hyundai. You got to talk to them about their complimentary lifetime powertrain warranty and all new vehicles. But used vehicles, they have the no fear lifetime warranty as well. No one else is doing what Cunis Honda Hyundai at 221 North 36th Street in Quincy is doing. Tell them Mark sent you faith. Family giving back. That's Cunis country. All right. We got some big news in the world of college football. College football season is about to start very quickly here. Um, and with Texas and Oklahoma officially leaving the Big 12, now it says by 2025, I think they'll be gone by this time next year. They'll be able to really make those payouts, money working. I think you can see them in the SEC as early as next year. The Pac-12, the Big 10, and the ACC met in Chicago this week and what we're getting from that meeting is not a possible shifting of teams but a possible let's block out the sec let them cannibalize themselves and let's schedule big games against each other to where we can then say hey we don't need to combine conferences let's just get some big our big name teams playing our big name teams to help try and build our own strength of schedule because that's going to be the hardest thing for a lot of these teams to say, hey, well, wait a minute. I know Ohio State's 10-0, and but they got to beat up on Purdue and uh, and Maryland where 
Alabama's 10 and 0 and they also beat Texas, Oklahoma, LSU. <laughs> Their worst opponent was 10th ranked Florida. Um so I think it's really really smart. Really really smart of the ACC to say, "Hey, give us the Big 10 East." The Pac-12 to say, "Hey, give us the Big 10 West. Let's split up the Big 10 and schedule some of these games and then maybe uh, build in some guarantees that some of the lower level ACC and 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 Pac-12 teams can play each other to help them build up their resumes as well. I, I think it's I think you know make do some games in the middle of nowhere as well. Have some have some games at Soldier Field. Have some games you know at Mile High Stadium in Denver. Try to compete. Don't let everything just happen in Arlington at Jerry's World and in Atlanta at the, at the you know the new Mercedes Benz Superdome thing. Try to spice up that schedule. I think it's really smart. And I also think all three of those schools should be talking about poaching Big 12 teams. As I said two weeks ago, ACC, Big 10, and Pac-12 should gobble up some of those teams as well and then let them play. Get, dissolve the Big 12. Let the SEC be their super conference. Kind of push them out of scheduling. Say, fine, you guys want those names? Eat each other alive. We're going to play each other in a more unified schedule, but still have our own champions and uh, and give and and and, uh, and and build up the power. Make it a real power four. SEC dominate the South. The the, the ACC, the Big Ten, and the Pac-12 dominate the rest of the country with scheduling and with super conferences. Uh, I love hearing that. The Premier League is back. Uh, we have uh, we have a uh, Premier League action. Today and tomorrow, you guys know I kind of started falling in love with the Premier League uh, last year. Uh, you know my team's Newcastle United because of my sister and her love for Newcastles. My sister uh, is moving from Birmingham, so I don't care about Aston Villa anymore. So they're off my radar. You know I'm a Tottenham's Hotspur guy because of the Bears and the playing there. Uh, and so she, I haven't asked her yet if there's a team in Bristol I have to root for. I don't think they have a team in the Premier League table uh, but Newcastle and Tottenham, those are my teams, so I'm going to give them a little love throughout the show. Uh, and uh, I've been talking some Premier League. So if you're a Premier League person, you like listening to the Premier League, you like watching the Premier League, hit me up on Twitter. We'll talk some Premier League, all right? Early morning on Sundays, a little gambling, a little money there, a little money there. Have some fun with it. And then finally, let us just let me just run you down why today is a great day in America. Bears and Dolphins at noon. We get to watch Tua as NFL fans. We get to watch Justin Fields as NFL fans. Broncos-Vikings at three. You're going to get a uh, quarterback battle between Teddy Bridgewater and Drew Locke. Uh, for the Vikings, we get to see Kellen Mond. What does he look like? Can he can he surprise us? Jaguars-Brown, six o'clock. The debut of Trevor Lawrence. Saints-Ravens at six o'clock. We get uh, uh, Jameis. We get Taysom Hill. We get the post-Drew Brees era. Um, Jets and Giants, we get the, the, the debut of the kid himself out of BYU. Uh, we get the Giants, uh, how much do they play Daniel Jones? So much going on for, uh, Zach Wilson, obviously. I'm, you don't know why I just referred to him as a kid from BYU. Bengals, Bucks, I don't expect Joe Burrow to play. I don't expect Tom Brady to play. Um, you get maybe see some Kyle Trask, a lot of that, you know, stuff for, uh, for, uh, for the Bucks. Texans and Packers, we finally get to see Jordan Love. This is going to be like, uh, you know, aliens arriving. We've never seen it before. This could make or break the season for the Packers tonight. If Jordan Love stinks, this is huge news. If Jordan Love looks amazing, 
it's huge news. The worst thing that could happen is Jordan Love go like, you know, 12 for 17 with 87 yards. And that would be a nightmare. We want him to stink or to be awesome. Uh, and the Texans, what do they do at quarterback? Uh, there's so many fascinating storylines. And then you get Seahawks, Raiders, Chargers, Rams. We already know that, uh, that the Rams aren't going to play their starters. The Chargers are basically saying that you're not going to see Justin Herbert. There is so much to unpack. Chiefs and Niners. You can listen to the Chiefs game on our sister station, 97.9 Kick FM tonight. Um, Niners, we get Trey Lance. Chiefs, obviously, but you're not going to get any Patrick Mahomes. Seahawks, Raiders. I mean, listen, there are storylines that every one of these games are going to be fascinating. And then next week, obviously, week two of the preseason is going to be the one where you see a lot of the starters going. Uh, Listen, this is going to be great. If you want to see my reaction to a lot of this stuff, follow me on Twitter at Mark Hespen, M-A-R-K-H-E-S-P-E-N. I may even do a Facebook Live reaction to uh, Justin Fields later on. I might, just because I might be, uh, I might have so many thoughts that I can't wait till next week. <laughs> just have to jump it on. So stay uh, tuned on the Mark Cagemo on Facebook. Thank you so much for making us a part of your morning. This was episode 98 of On the Mark, and I couldn't do it without the great people at Kunis Honda Hyundai and you, the listener. So thank you so much for making me a part of your Saturday mornings. Enjoy it. Watch some football. Have some fun. It's a gorgeous weekend. Be safe. And I will see you next week for the prediction episode of On the Mark on News Talk 1070 KHMO. Reports say you should wait until 2022 to buy.